Welcome to Retro Rewind, Pinal Central's new sports-themed podcast, where we talk to former Pinal County athletes and discuss memorable moments in local sports history. This podcast is brought to you by Casa Grande Jewelry and Pawn. We have been nominated in the top three jewelry and pawn store in the greatest of the grande. We bring integrity, honesty, and quality customer service. We are a family-owned business and operate and treat our customers like family. Customer satisfaction is always our number one priority. Come in and visit our store and check out our amazing inventory on guns, jewelry, and so much more. You can also start your Christmas layaway now for only $5 down. We are located at 13 1326 North Pinal Avenue in Casa Grande. Our hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday. Our phone number is 520-836-7774. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retro Rewind. I am your host, Brian Wright, and I am here with my co-host, Maria Vasquez. And today our guest is Skylar Red, who uh, played volleyball at Casa Grande Union. And uh, after graduating in 2018, she went on to Yavapai College to continue playing um, college volleyball. And Skylar, thanks for joining us today. Yes, thanks for having me. So you have this career as a player in uh, in volleyball, and uh, before the program uh, started here, we were just asking you a little bit about this kind of new foray into coaching. So uh, you were the junior varsity coach for mm-hmm. Casa Grande Union this year. So tell us a little bit about what it was like to transition from being a player to coaching players, especially players who are, you know, in, I guess, a lot of cases, just two or three years younger than you. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting, to say the least. Uh, it was a really whole new dynamic that I had to take on, like, especially in my mindset. It was really kind of eye-opening to see, like, the whole other side of what I've been dealing with for a long time. So, like, one of the things that I had to really figure out was, like, when explaining drills to the girls, I had to give all of the details. I couldn't just be like, okay, we're going to do this. And then they would just not do some things, but it was because I didn't tell them to do it. But, like, I had already assumed because I had been playing that they knew. So definitely having to, like, really... um, what's it called? Like clarify my communication was a big thing. And then, um, just dealing with all the ups and downs, like in the really good games and like the not so good games. But yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. Now, did you have a desire to get into coaching or was it something that kind of just happened? You, you were asked to, to fill in? Yeah, it just kind of happened. Um, with all of this COVID stuff, my season was basically canceled for the fall when I reached out to uh, coach Matt um so I was just kind of like do you guys need a coach like I'm going to be here for the fall I'm not going to really be doing much he was like oh my gosh yes we actually do we need somebody either coach the freshman or the junior varsity team I was like okay so I started going to a few open gyms so this was back in uh like July so I started going to a few open gyms and it really was nice to be around volleyball again and to be playing kind of and uh it just kind of went on from there had a little him and haw about who was going to coach what, and then I started coaching. So what what was the difference between what you kind of expected going into coaching and what actually the reality was of coaching? I think the biggest one that I had to get over was, like, the commitment. 
So, like, when I was playing, I was playing on these, like, high-level club teams, and girls wanted to go to college, and they wanted to play. And then when I got here, it was a lot more of, like, oh, this is just a fun thing that I like to do. So, I would have some people, like, not show up for practice one day and then be here for the next one, goof off at practice. So, it was really kind of a whole different dynamic that I had to get into and understand was that, oh, this is high school. This is just, like, a fun thing for them. Where, like, for me... It was like the serious job that I needed to get done because I wanted to go further and I wanted to go play in college. So, And I love what you just said, because this <clears throat> leads to another question I was going to ask you about. And it's like kind of the state of Pinal County volleyball, especially at the high school level. So, you know, I, we don't see a lot of highly competitive teams and um, highly um, talented or college level players here. And I don't think that's because the talent's not here, but I think it maybe gets to more what you're saying is that a lot of them play just more as uh, a recreation, like something to fill their time, maybe something to stay in shape, and maybe they don't take it as seriously. Is that when you look at Pinal County volleyball, do you kind of see that in a lot of places? Yeah, I do, especially because I think, like you said, I think it would be different if the high school teams here were a little bit more competitive and they had a bit of, uh, oh, what did I want to say? Like the coaches, it was really easy to build off of one year to another instead of having like a really strong varsity team for a while. And then all of a sudden you have seven seniors graduate, like with me, and then you have to like start over. I feel like that is the difference between like Pinal County volleyball and anything up in the Valley is that these girls that are coming up it's going to be the same all the time. Like they, they don't have to deal with like missing or getting rid of a setter that's been setting for them for four years. And all of a sudden they have to try and look to the younger teams to see if they can find a girl that's okay enough to like set the varsity girls. So I think that's the big difference between here and like up in the Valley. Um, but then, yeah, it's, I think in here, it's definitely more of like a fun thing to do, especially because there's a few clubs here, I think. I think Casa Grande Volleyball Club is the one that's here, and it's for everybody, for all the high schools here, where compared to up in the Valley, there's clubs everywhere. So all of these girls up in the Valley are getting year-round volleyball, and it's highly competitive. The club coaches are high school coaches, so they will see what's in high school. They'll convince them to come to their club and play, and then they just continue to develop them that way. We're here You'll play in high school, but then only a few girls who really, really enjoy it will go and play on the club team and then come back because some of the other girls, like I knew a big thing was for them was to want to play basketball. So they were really focused on volleyball. And then once season started to get over, they were like, oh, I have softball practice. Oh, we're doing stuff for basketball. So it was just more of a, oh, I want to do this because it's fun. So how long? Well, let me rephrase that. When did you first start playing volleyball? First, I think the first time... I started playing volleyball was when I was in seventh grade at Cactus Middle School. <laughs> yeah, seventh grade Cactus Middle School. I was a competitive gymnast for a long time. And then um, I started to not really care for gymnastics. They were telling me that I was too tall and I was just like, okay. So I decided to stop and try out for the volleyball team in seventh grade. I think that's when it happened. So I was, how old would you be? 11, 12? Yeah. Okay, so then when did you really, you know, decide, okay, this is what I want to do. This is going to be my way to get into college. 
Yeah, um, I think when that happened was when I got into high school. So I played seventh and eighth grade, and it was fun. And then when I got into high school, the varsity team at the time, there was girls on that varsity team that I thought were just like super good, you know, like a little freshman watching these big seniors play and they're hitting the ball super hard and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, that's really kind of cool. And then there was a few girls on the team that I think were getting ready to sign with a college. I don't exactly remember who and what college, but there was a few girls that I think were getting ready to sign. And I made the JV team my freshman year. So I just felt like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of good at this. Maybe I'll see where it goes. So then we started to look into it because I think that was Matt's second or third year coaching the varsity team and his daughter was on the varsity team at the time and she was playing club so I think when I decided I was like you know what I think I want to I don't want to play club in Casa Grande anymore like I want to look and see where like those girls play where like the varsity girls play so then when we went I think the first open gym that I went to was with a team I think it was with Spiral because that's where I played when I was 14 so it was with Spiral, and when I went there, I, could, I couldn't believe what I had entered. Like, I was so used to, like, a few open gyms and having a few girls go and be there, kind of goof off. And when I went to this open gym, when I got done, I was pouring sweat. I was exhausted. I Like, you weren't playing on, like, a gym floor. Like, you were playing on, like, the sport court, like, volleyball stuff. And I was just like, wow, I think this is what I really want to do because I had, like, so much fun doing it. It was super competitive. So, yeah, I think when I made that 14s-1s team at Spiral, Spiral was when, like, yeah, I think I want to pursue this to pay for school. So you mentioned that um, you had kind of an early career in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being a good athlete like you are, did you were you involved in other sports as well, or were you kind of quickly able to narrow it down to, to volleyball? So I, was, I, did, I played a little bit of everything. When I was younger, I did soccer for a little bit. I tried softball. I wasn't any good at it. I tried basketball when I was in middle school. I wasn't any good at it. And then I was in volleyball. But I think because I was playing on these club teams in the Valley, I didn't want to get hurt doing something else and then not be able to play on a club team. So I really limited myself when I was in high school and I didn't play much of anything else. And that is like the one biggest regret that I have from like looking back and looking at all my club years and high school years is that I wish I would have done more stuff. Like instead of just limiting myself to volleyball, to try track, to try, I don't know, swimming, to try something else. Because I think once I got to college and when I tore my ACL, I think I really realized how burnt out I was from it. And I think the ACL tears, what really kind of did it for me, was just like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for so long and I haven't done anything else. So I really wish I would have done more when I was in high school. I mean, my senior year, I told myself that I was going to do track. So I jumped, I did long jump. I tried triple jump. I couldn't figure that out. And then I did pole vaulting for a little bit. And I really just enjoyed it because it was something that I could go to and take my mind off of volleyball and put my effort into something else for a little bit before I had to go back and play. So, yeah, I really wish I would have done more. So when you say you were burnt out, I'm, I'm assuming that was more mentally than anything else, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was because it was hard to... <clears throat> like get excited about stuff. So when I was playing as a, my 14s team, I had a coach and it, he was, he was interesting. 
So I was really trying to be like, okay, I can't mess up. I can't mess up. I have to be good. I have to be good. So I feel like I put all this unnecessary like pressure on myself to perform as a 14 year old. Like who does that? But I did. So <laughs> uh, I felt all this pressure to perform and I had to do good and I had to do this because it was paying for college. And I think that took all of the excitement out of it, all of like the fun out of it. Cause I looked at it for a long time, like a job. Like I was going like age 14, literally I was going to, I was driving 30 plus minutes to practice. I was practicing for three hours. I had weights one or two times a week, depending if I wanted to go. I had tournaments on the weekends. Like I was so, it was so much. So I really had to focus and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. Because if there was any kind of um, like distraction or hesitation for me being like, oh, I don't know, then it wasn't a good performance day. So I always had to be on and um, yeah, that was definitely like my job. People who like go to school and work, I went to school and played volleyball. It was like the same thing. So, okay. So now going back to to your brief uh, coaching season this year, you know, you, you mentioned you had those girls that would just show up. Okay. This is to have fun. But then I assume you also had those girls that were really determined and oh, wanted yeah. to get better. So, you know, to the girls that were really determined, would you kind of tell them about your experience? Like, hey, don't just focus on this, do other things. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, that for sure, that came out once or twice. So my libero that I had, uh, Sam Rodriguez, she plays softball too. So she was really trying to figure out, okay, like I need to, I'm in volleyball season, I need to do volleyball. And then she'd be like, coach, I have to go to a showcase this like weekend. So I'm not gonna be able to make practice. And I was always like, yeah, just do whatever you want. There's no pressure to like, do anything for me. I just want you to have fun. Like this is not life and death. Like I thought it was when I was playing. And um, there was a few practices where she would just be so frustrated, just like, oh, come on. Like, why aren't we getting excited? Like she was just so into the game. And there were some practices when we were leaving that I could tell that she was just like, just like so down because not everybody was committed as her. And I was like, I was in the same boat as you. I totally understand, but that this is how it is here. And I know, I'm sure, you know, especially with softball, cause she plays club softball, like the high school team is different than your club team. Right. And she was like, yeah, I'm like, so it's the same dynamic. It's just that you're not playing club volleyball. So you don't get to see that other part of it. So I had to really try and figure out how to relate softball to volleyball for her so that she could understand um, not to get so frustrated and so down because she was giving like 115% where some girls are only giving like 10, you know? So tell me what it's like to balance that club team play versus high school team play. Because, you know, if you have aspirations to play at the college level, mm-hmm. pretty much the club team is what's going to get you there, right. uh, at least for the most part. And, but like you said, I mean, the, the intensity level can be so much higher at the club level. And then maybe at the high school level, you have a lot of girls who aren't as into it. They're not as intense about it. Um, so how difficult is that to kind of balance those two? I think one of the biggest difficulties that I experienced was when I was in high school. So like going back to my freshman year, I was on JV and I was, still developing all these skills, whatever, but I hadn't decided to go and play in the Valley yet. So once I decided to go and play, I had all of these coaches doing all of these different drills that I had never done before, running practices way differently, talking to me differently, coaching me differently, so that I was like developing further 
And then all of a sudden, when I came back to high school, I wasn't getting that same level of coaching, which I already knew was going to be happening. But then that's when I picked up really bad habits. So like getting rid of uh, an extra step in my approach or not like swinging all the way around for a block. Like it was just little things like cheating on defense because I know high school hitters are going to hit here rather than staying in my zone and reacting to the ball, like how I would be doing at club and in college. So that was the biggest thing that was hard for me was like playing Casa Grande and then going to club, playing all over the country, literally, and then coming back to high school and not letting um, those bad habits come back. So it was, it was a really kind of a lot of up and down of like picking up bad habits, finally getting rid of them again and playing where I was supposed to be playing and then coming back and then getting those bad habits again and then trying to go back and fix it. So that took a lot of like mental work to really keep myself at the same or as much as I could. So, yeah. Is it difficult too? Because, um, you know, when you, when you play on a club team, you're kind of surrounded by a lot of other players who have the same aspirations as you. They're working just as hard as you. Is it, is it hard to come back to the high school level and enjoy it as much? Um, because, maybe the other girls don't have the same level of commitment. Yeah. I think there were definitely times where I was like, Oh my gosh, like, come on. Like, why are we not wanting to do this? Why are we not wanting to go to playoffs? Why are we not wanting to like hit the ball as hard as we can all the time? Like it was, it was really frustrating once I got into that club atmosphere and then coming back. But then like, it took a lot of like talking it out and really like figuring out what my teammates wanted because I was ready for like, go, go, go all the time. And then some of them were just like, no, this is just like fun. This is like what I do on the fall. So, yeah, it was really hard to wrap my head around the fact that this is fun for them. And it's what they like want to do in the fall where like this is what I'm supposed to be doing in the fall. So, yeah, lots of uh, talks with my mom about that one. <laughs> All right. So for college, you went off to Yavapai up in Prescott. So what? Um, what, what do you mean? Just like, why did I choose to go there? Yeah. Um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for school, I think the biggest and most influential factor was money. So I did not want to have any kind of debt, student loan debt. I didn't want any of that when I went into high school and graduated. Like I wanted the smallest amount of debt possible. So when I was looking for schools and um, sending all my information and videos out, I was really kind of paying attention to what ones were like talking to me. There was one school in Iowa that I was really close to going to. And it was like a little town, had like one stoplight. It was like in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, oh, that would be so much fun to like leave here and go. But it was $40,000 a semester and I don't have that kind of money just sitting around and the scholarship that I was supposed to get from them would not cover that. So I was like, you know, that'd be a really fun adventure to go and do, but realistically I can't afford it. So then, um, I started looking at smaller colleges, probably at like the division three community college level. And then that's when all these Arizona community colleges coming up, and uh, Coach Zach reached out to me through this, like, recruiting service that I was doing. And 
it just made sense to go there because scholarship that I was getting was worth the money that I would have to pay because I wouldn't have debt and it was a lot easier financially to do that. So I was like, okay, that's how it happened. Cause I didn't have a visit up there either. So a lot of the girls on my team, they came and visited, stayed with the team for a little bit, but for whatever reason, I didn't have a visit. So when I went on like my club team, there was a tournament that we played there because they were hosting. And that was like my visit. It's like I was playing with Aspire at the time. And then um, Kojak came and was like, hey, like, I know you haven't had a visit yet. Like, do you want to see the dorms really quick before you leave? So he had some of the girls come over, show me the dorms. And then, yeah, that was it. So did you have other junior colleges in Arizona that were showing interest as well? Or Um, how did you end up, like, choosing Yavapai? um, I think, I don't remember if I had other Arizona community community colleges reaching out, but I know that I sent my stuff out to them, my information out to them, all the schools in Arizona, because why not? And, uh, but the two choices it came down to was... I think they were, what was that school called? I want to say Graceland University in Iowa and Yavapai because those were the two that were uh, corresponding with me the most. And I wasn't having to wait like weeks and weeks to hear from those coaches and things like that. And then it just, it came down to the money. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want debt. So I signed with Yavapai. So you you get to Yavapai and, uh, you know, you start your freshman season there and you're in kind of this like, early season, opening season tournament, yep. right? And this is when you end up tearing your ACL. Yeah. So tell me, first of all, like, how soon into this tournament did this happen? <laughs> and what were your emotions a- after, you know, the injury? Yeah, so um, I moved up to Prescott, I want to say, like, August 2nd. We had two weeks of preseason, worst weeks of my life. We had two, like three a day. So we were doing practice in the morning, a weight session, and then a night session. Like for five days straight and sometimes on a Saturday, just kind of depended on what the coaches wanted. And it was super exhausting. All these girls were good. It wasn't like I was the big fish in a little pond anymore. We were all big fish trying to be the biggest fish. It was just like this crazy experience. And we were all working so hard. And then at the end of every preseason in the fall, you would go and play at a, um, what do they call it? It was like a preseason tournament where like we got to kind of see. and jamboree. Yeah, the jamboree. We got to go and see kind of like what all the other schools had caught over the summer. And we got to kind of scope out everybody and play. It's supposed to be like this fun thing that the conference like selected and urged to do. So I think it was the middle of the day and we had been there since like eight o'clock in the morning. So this might've been the third game that we were playing and I hadn't played all morning. And then this game, um, my coach decides to put me in and I touched three balls. I passed one. I hit one. We got the point. And then, um, I hit one and I don't even remember if I got the kill, but I hit the ball. And when I came down from that, that's when I landed on that girl's foot. And, uh, I just like, my knee felt really weird and I laid on the ground and I was like, Ugh. and I went to go stand up and I couldn't get up. And then it like hit me that I was like, Oh my God, no. Like I just, I did something to it and I can't get up. Like this is really bad. So then 
I like didn't know whether to start crying or like to be like help. Like I don't, I just didn't know what to do. And I just kind of looked up and everyone, I saw everybody looking at me, I was like, Oh no, this is really bad. And my coach, I remember looking up and looking over at him and he just took his clipboard and like threw it on the ground and like came walking over. He was like, Sky, what happened? I was like, I don't know. And he's like, did it pop? And I was like, no. And then at this point I was crying because the athletic trainer was coming over. Everybody was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like they couldn't look at me. It was just, it was so weird. I had never been injured before, like through gymnastics, all the other sports that I did through club season, never had an injury, not even a broken bone. And then all of a sudden I have three ligaments and my meniscus torn in my knee. So, you know, you knew something was wrong when you yeah. went down, but it sounds like there wasn't an overwhelming amount of pain or you were more confused. Than yeah, you were I was, I was really kind of confused because it felt like, oh, I don't know how to explain this. So like, you know, when you go to pop a finger and like, it won't pop, it won't pop, it won't pop. But, and there's all that pressure in there. That's kind of what my knee felt like. So I didn't think I was all that hurt because there was no pop. And whenever somebody talks about an ACL, they're like, oh yeah, I popped it. I felt this pop and I didn't. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not my ACL. Maybe it's not. But then when we get into the training room at Scottsdale, my knee, I can even see my kneecap. My knee would look like a balloon. It was just so big, so swollen and really, really red. And I, when I got to the table and I was sitting down, I think that's when all of like my adrenaline kind of went away. And then that's when like the pain came. It, and it wasn't like, a, I don't know how to explain it. It was really kind of weird. But yeah, it hurt. If I tried to like move or like rotate or like move my leg anywhere, it was just, it was extremely painful. I had to get a brace on it right away and they put it in this like ACE wrap. Oh yeah. And now this is usually about a 12 month recovery, right? Yep. So you've got this long road of um, rehab ahead. Oh yeah. Um, was it... How, was it more difficult mentally or physically to go through the rehab? I think for me, it was for sure mentally because I I like, I didn't know how to cope with it. Like I had never been injured before, like I said, and it was just really kind of weird. And I was like extremely, I'm extremely hard on myself as an athlete, as a person in general. I feel like I put all this unnecessary pressure on myself and I don't know why I do it, but I do. So when I would go into therapy and stuff and they'd be like, okay, can you do this? And I couldn't do it. I was like, God, I suck. Like, I can't, like, why can't I do this? Why can't I make a muscle? Well, it's because surgeon cut through it. Like, it's going to take some time. And I was just so impatient. And I think that was like the downfall too. And I wasn't able to go work out and do all these things to release all the stress that I feel sometimes and not being able to do that. It was, I had to find new coping mechanisms. I had to relearn how to do a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, mentally, that was like the worst thing that I have ever been through. Okay. So I know we've talked about this since I've pretty much covered you since you graduated <laughs> high school yeah. and everything, but you know, you said this was like your first actual injury ever in anything you've done um through like when that happened and the whole rehab process and, and everything did you ever think okay that's it I'm never playing volleyball again oh there was 
100%. There were some days where I was like, this is so stupid. I'm done. Like, I don't even want to try. I don't even want to do this. I'm just going to let my knee be. And my trainer, Tara, and um, Jared at Yavapai, if it wasn't for them continuing to be like, look, it was, okay, so this was another weird thing. So at the time that I tore my ACL, there was a few girls on the softball team that had gone through some injuries, and then there was a soccer player, two soccer players that had tore theirs during soccer season. So, like, it was just really weird. All of these ACLs were in the rehab room, and I was, like, seeing all of them struggle, too. So then Tara always had to point that out, like, look, she's struggling, he's struggling, and they're all still here. Like, you can't give up and she was my rock. I am not even like kidding. Tara was my rock throughout the whole thing. And it was really kind of ironic too, because all of the other athletes never really liked going and seeing Tara because she would do what like needed to be done. And it hurt like it was not nice. But like with me, it was it was just kind of different. I think her and I had a really different um, relationship and dynamic than she had with the other athletes for whatever reason. But yeah, she was one that really helped me get through all of the mental humps and uh, I want to quit, like I want to be done. So, yeah, if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have entertained the idea of continuing to play. So eventually you do recover mm-hmm. and you come back and start basically like the 2019 yeah. season, which would have been, I guess, like your freshman year because, you know, you don't spend a year of eligibility when you don't play. Right. So, so you finally get a chance to play. Um, and then, you know, for, uh, what would have been your final year of eligibility now we're in COVID and everything like that. Um, so you, you decide that, you know, you're not going to do, uh, that last season. So tell us about that thought process and kind of, um, what you plan on doing moving forward. So, um, that 2019 season, that one was, it was pretty special because like I was not 100% to where like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, just like the athlete I was before because like that just was not the case. Mentally, I wasn't physically, I wasn't. So playing in that 2019 season was, I was just happy to be playing. I didn't really care if I only got thrown in for a few points here and there to give like our big outside a break, a mental break. And then she'd get sent back in. But it was just, I had a really different perspective playing in the 2019 season two because I sat and watched for a whole year. So I like, I watched what worked and what didn't work. I saw the shots that were always open and all these things. So I felt like I had a whole new arsenal as an injured player going into that 2019 season. And it worked for the most part, like for whenever I went in, I don't feel like I did horrible. I did okay like enough to have my coach keep putting me in eventually um yeah so finishing that I was really sad to see all those girls that were on my red shirt team like my freshman team in that sophomore year I was really sad to see them all go but I knew that coming back into this fall season I was gonna I was potentially gonna be a captain like I had all of these big things lined up and then COVID happened and it kept getting pushed back. So I had already stayed an extra spring to play in this fall season so that I could graduate in the fall. And then once COVID happened and I kept getting told, oh, we don't know if we're having a season. We don't know if we're having a season. I had to really like sit down and think, 
am I going to just call it quits or am I just going to continue to like put my life on hold so I can play one more time, more physically ready, more mentally ready. And it was a really hard decision, but I had, I couldn't keep my life on hold anymore. So I stepped away from the team and like, I still feel like I'm trying to determine if that was the right decision or not. But now I have a really good job and I'm not horrible at my job. Like it's not that hard. I enjoy the people that I work with up there. So yeah, I think it was just time. And I had like a whole new, um, like mentality about volleyball. It was, it was just different. It wasn't a job anymore, but it, it was still like special, but I felt like because I wasn't the athlete that I was before I tore my ACL, when I was like done with rehab, it was really hard for me to like be happy with how I was playing because like my vertical was like four inches shorter than it was. I couldn't move, make the moves on defense that I used to. And it was really hard thinking about that all the time. Like, Oh, well, like you could, you used to be able to do this. Why can't you do it now? And it was just because I hadn't, played long enough on my knee to like develop those skills and with it just being like so like the season this season 2020 season being so much further in the distance I was just like I think it's just out of reach at this point so yeah I decided to go up to the valley I'm working for Toll Brothers now they're a luxury home builder up in the valley and I'm doing like in a I'm a land development land development administrator. So I'm doing like accounts payable. So I process all of these invoices. I make contracts and do all of those things. And it's working out pretty good so far. Okay. So my final question is, what is your advice to girls uh, in Pinal County and really anywhere who want to play volleyball, uh, who but who do have ambitions of playing at the college level um, What's your advice to them on basically uh, how they should approach it and how to balance things? I think the biggest thing is to not limit yourself. Don't just be like, okay, I'm a volleyball player. I'm only going to do volleyball and I'm only going to play club volleyball because you're going to get burnt out. That's first and foremost. You might not think, oh, it's not going to be me. I'm not going to get burnt out. I'm telling you right now, all of the girls at college, all the girls that play on a club team, they go through a weird period of not wanting to do it anymore because they just feel they're like stuck. They haven't gotten better. They're kind of just keeping things the same. It's the same stuff, different day kind of a thing. And you experience a burnout to keep that away. I think we have to be more dynamic athletes. So doing track in college, taking dance classes in high school or not college, I'm sorry, doing track in high school, doing basketball in high school, doing all these different sports, while you still can before you sign your life away to only playing one. Um, and I think another thing that I would want to say is uh, like, there's no pressure. There, there really is not any pressure for you to either sign to a community college or a division one. Like there's, there's no pressure. You can sign to a community college and play your first two years or go and sign to a division one and maybe not play until you're a junior or a senior because they have all of these big girls that have been there before. So there's just play all the sports you want to. There's no pressure and just like to do it, to have fun. Don't make it a job because then you just, you end up not liking it. And then if something happens, like I tore my ACL, you just start looking at it like, 
yeah, I just don't want to do this anymore. So, yeah, I think that's what I would have to say. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Retro Rewind. I want to thank our guest, Skylar Red, for coming on the program. Thank you, Skylar. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Casa Grande Jewelry and Pawn. We have been nominated in the top three jewelry and pawn store in the greatest of the grande. We bring integrity, honesty, and quality customer service. We are a family-owned business and operate and treat our customers like family. Customer satisfaction is always our number one priority. Come in and visit our store and check out our amazing inventory on guns, jewelry, and so much more. You can also start your Christmas layaway now for only $5 down. We are located at 13 1926 North Pinal Avenue in Casa Grande. Our hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday. Our phone number is 520-836-7774. There you go. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening to Pinal Central's Retro Rewind Podcast. Remember to go to PinalCentral.com and our Facebook page to access future podcasts. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite streaming services. We will catch you next time.